Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 348. Today, Darth Vader learns the truth. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and let's set the scene before we begin, shall we? You know, sometimes I amaze even myself. No, this one's not about you today, Han, though. Of course, it's always about you, isn't it? But anyway, so at the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back, we know from the crawl that Vader is obsessed with young Skywalker, and based on very little evidence, Vader is willing to say that the Rebels are in fact in the Hoth system and that he is sure that Skywalker is with them. But we don't know, at least we didn't know, how he even came across the name Skywalker. I mean, we have stuff from the old EU, I guess, that doesn't count anymore. But now we have the new EU version of how he has come to acquire the name Skywalker. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the Force feature. But first... Let's see what's going on today in life on Tweedoween. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. If I had a nickel for every time he's used that excuse, I'd be a rich man. Oh, brother. Anyway, this comes from Ashley Eckstein from Her Universe. And, of course, the voice of Ahsoka Tano as well. Now, this one really tickled me. It's a picture of Boba Fett with Han Solo in Carbonite on Antiques Roadshow. And uh, the caption with it is him saying, He's worth a lot to me. An Antique Roadshow Boba Fett style pictured at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Well played. All right, let's see what we have in the swag bag today before we get to this episode's Force feature. That's no moon. All right, we've got the Star Wars version of the little black dress, <laughs> and it's actually a Star Wars ship's maxi dress, as it turns out, with a nice little calf-length slit on the right-hand side and giant images of an X-Wing, a TIE Fighter, and the Millennium Falcon on the front of it. As the uh, description says, it's got the uh, ease of a T-shirt and looks both comfortable and awesome with a pair of sandals at the grocery store or with a spectacular pair of pumps for a nice night out. You can check that out at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. And with that, we are going to dive into our Force feature. So this is continuing on the idea of whether the new expanded universe is actually making the movies better. And, you know, The Empire Strikes Back is already ruined for us in the sense that, you know, it's hard to kind of have the same thrill of the no, I am your father moment and get that same shock and awe that we ever did. So what are we left with now? We're left with analyzing the movie in deeper detail to try and gain a finer appreciation for things. In fact, it's gone so far as to be completely deconstructed minute by minute by the uh, folks at Star Wars Minute, for example. And amazingly, it hasn't been deconstructed to the point where we all just think it's terrible. We actually have found more to love with our deep 
appreciation and examination of it. So the idea should be the same, you would think, as we learn more and more about the backstory of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and how they arrive at the point of the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. Which brings us to the discussion of the Marvel comics of Star Wars issue number six and Darth Vader issue number six, where we get both halves of the scene where Darth Vader finds out that the Force-able pilot who blew up the Death Star is in fact named Luke Skywalker and is in fact his son. Now, all we get in Star Wars 6 is him hearing the news and him getting so upset that he starts cracking the window on the uh, viewport of his Star Destroyer, and we get the rest of it in Darth Vader number 6, where he has some flashbacks to Padme and to hearing the Emperor tell him that Padme is dead and that he had killed her in his anger, and also a shot of her in her funeral attire, which I didn't think he was at her funeral, but he had some memory thereof. It seemed like it was implied, but I digress. Uh, And he says, I have a son, out loud and says he will be mine it will all be mine which not only talks about you know his relationship with luke but also talks about his relationship with the emperor and this whole rule of two thing and how the sith apprentices are supposed to be looking for an opportunity to knock off their masters now i had thought that it was pretty early in the run for darth vader to be finding out that Luke is his son, but then again, we don't really have a bead on where in between Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back in the timeline that these Marvel comics are actually happening. All we know is that it's happening after the Heir to the Jedi novel, which we still don't necessarily have a bead on where that one appears inside the whole timeline. Maybe a year or so, and maybe. And so what I'm hoping for now is that we're going to have a couple of years of Darth Vader having all of these near misses trying to catch up with Luke Skywalker and just not getting a hold of him, just arriving as he is leaving or setting traps where he thinks he's going to get him and yet Luke manages to pull some amazing escape that drives Darth Vader up a wall. I think that's become one of the measures of these comics for me now is that the more they can show me how frustrated Darth Vader is getting in trying to track down and capture Luke, the more I'm going to be able to appreciate the comics and the more I'm going to have an added dimension of appreciation for The Empire Strikes Back itself, which would be a significant achievement. Hey, Rebel Rousers. Do you have a dock that you drop your phone into to play podcasts or stream music? I do, and it was supposed to make my life more convenient, but I have to walk over to it every few minutes for phone calls or text messages or to clear out notifications announcing that my troops were finished training in Star Wars Commander... But then we got the Coolstream Duo, a little device that plugs into the 30-pin adapter on our music player and connects to my phone via Bluetooth. And voila! I've freed my phone from the dock while the podcast plays on. It's inexpensive and it works. Check it out at CoolStreamDuo.com. Hey, let's not forget your trivia question. I find your lack of faith disturbing. No, no, I think a bunch of people probably got this one right. Yesterday's question was, what device did Captain Nita think the Falcon was too small a ship to have installed, and that's a cloaking device. Today's question, who took out the second biker scout during the speeder bike chase? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars 7x7. The Force is my ally, and so are you, when you give Star Wars 7x7 a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. 
It means a lot, especially in helping me be discovered by more heroic people like you. For show notes, swag links, and our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed, go to sw7x7.com. It's not a trap. It's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it! Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.